listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings, everyone. Pastor Nathan here. I hope you're having a great week. It is, as always, an honor to bring the word of the Lord to you. I am continuing with a Bible study we began with two weeks ago on the subject of your next level. And this is the idea of us being willing to pursue the things of God, the kingdom of God, the calling of God, uh, the purpose and the mission of the church, um, with a sense that it is it's easy for us to get too comfortable, it's easy for us to get too spiritually uh, lazy, um, and we need to be stirred, we need to be awakened, uh, we need to refocus our efforts, we need to recommit our hearts. And this is a reality that is true on, an, on a regular basis uh, in our lives. I, I wish that I could say that every day of my life I wake up at peak spiritual performance and then I rush into my day and I am not phased by any of the drama and distraction of my day, but I just maintain the stature of a soldier of the cross. I, I wish that were the case. But just like you, um, things affect me and I have struggles and disappointments and um, I have things that weigh me down. And I think the Bible, at least in a couple places, calls them the cares of life. Uh, none of these things in themselves uh, are sin in a traditional way of thinking about evil. But all of them, all of these cares of the world, cares of life, can get us very at ease, uh, very kind of reclined in our spirit. We need to be awakened with a passion of spiritual purpose, a, spash, a passion for spiritual becoming. Uh, so today we're going to do part three of this, this uh, Bible series, and I, I think we'll end it up tonight, but uh, this, this series of pursuing our next level, um, this pursuit of spiritual breakthrough. Now, if you'll remember in the first lesson, I talked about three things that would be the foundations out of which any spiritual breakthrough uh, emerged, uh, three things that were foundational to the pursuit of the next level. And the first of them was spiritual disciplines. Um, it, it's not exciting, but it is fundamental. Spiritual disciplines enable breakthrough. Uh, whether it's prayer, whether it's fasting, whether it's Bible study, whether it is Christian character, whether it is all the necessary maturity functions of a believer progressing in spiritual understanding, these things are foundational, spiritual disciplines. Secondly, spiritual connection. You need to have a vertical connection that is not simply celebrated, but that is useful in your life to where God has placed you. So you, as an ambassador, you connect God with other people. You have the vertical connection, but then you have the connection to people. Um, so much of our spiritual breakthrough will directly be involved in our ability to bridge heaven and earth like a, a spiritual Jacob's ladder, so to speak. And people placed by, by God in your life are now introduced to God by your word, your testimony, your prayer, your passion. So first, spiritual disciplines. Secondly, we talked about uh, spiritual connection. And finally, we talked about spiritual confidence. 
how we as believers, we grow in faith, we grow in understanding, um, and we gain confidence. But we also talked about how we can destroy our own confidence, whether it's through secret sin, uh, whether it is through some, uh, shall we say, indulgence of the flesh, uh, where the things of this life just have too much too much sway on us, and then at the point of spiritual conflict, uh, we wince, we flinch, we turn away in the day of battle uh, because we lack confidence. Um, these are these three things: spiritual disciplines, spiritual connection, and spiritual confidence are foundation stones, truly, uh, for what could emerge in my life, in your life, which would be uh, the next level. Then uh, this past week, we talked about the illustrations, the images given to us in the Bible to teach us about growing in God and pursuing the next level. And um, we talked about dreams. Um, dreaming is a spiritual function. Uh, it's, it's not just a sleep uh, side effect, but it's used spiritually to denote a person who is using their their mind, their heart, their spirit, their soul to imagine what God could do through them. They hear, as it were, the invitation of God uh, to believe, to, to be strong, to have confidence, and they, they pursue it. Uh, they're dreaming. Uh, that is a, a very necessary part. Uh, in fact, I think it's the most common biblical image of a person who is perceiving the next level. They may not be there yet, but they are perceiving it and they are um, pursuing it. So first is the dream. Uh, the second is pruning. That's a biblical image. Everything that's not of God uh, is pruned back. And even the fruitful in our lives can be pruned back, not for punishment, but for the production of much fruit. Pruning uh, is something that the generation that uh, listen to the words of Jesus, they would have understood deeply. It's an agrarian culture that Jesus, Jesus is ministering within, and they would, have, they would have gotten on a deep level that the pruning enables fruitfulness. Um, we can resist the pruning of the Lord. We can re resist spiritual discipline. We can uh, reject uh, spiritual oversight. We can, we can go our own way. We can reject the 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 generational uh, blessing that can be from one person having walked a road and then mentoring someone uh, who is walking the same road. It's not about value here. It's not that one has more value than the other, and it's not that only. Uh, what, it's not that education goes one way because you, you you can see this in many biblical examples, and it's it's like a two way education, but they're stronger together. Um, one has more energy, the other has more wisdom. You get the idea. Um, so, you know, it's the elders are for peace and the youth are for war. I mean, you get the idea. But the point is, is they need each other. Uh, they need each other. Uh, one uh, regulates and slows the other. The other energizes and pushes the other. So uh, this is uh, necessary, and God uses it to prune us that fruitfulness might be in our life. And then finally, the spiritual image of sowing. Uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you also uh, reap. Today I want to talk about um, perhaps having a mature vision of what spiritual breakthrough can look like. So if you grew up like I did in an apostolic environment, um, there's a tendency for you to think of breakthrough in terms of 
kind of camp meeting style emotion. Um, that's not bad. That's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, you can think in, uh, of, of breakthrough in terms of the demonstration of God's power. Um, there's some part of us that craves that. There is no reassurance against your need to have faith than to have a demonstration of God's power. Um, and so we crave that because faith can be a challenge. Faith can be difficult. We crave the demonstration of power. Uh, and so often in our life, God works, but not in a way that satisfies our craving for a show. Um, this isn't just us. Uh, this is a, this is so important as shown to us multiple times in the scriptures of the crowds following Jesus. And what are they asking for? Give us wisdom, Lord. No, they're not asking for wisdom. Um, give us, give us uh, spiritual knowledge. That's not what they want. What do they want? They basically want to show. Show us demonstrations of power. Let manna come down from heaven. This is a human thing. And as a result, it is a risk to us where we perceive the next level of God to be in some way uh, either a demonstration that soothes our fears and lowers our need for faith, or we perceive it as an emotional experience where we receive some internal reassurance, some spiritual gift, something that it's like, um, it's like this dramatic experience that you can have uh, in the manner of uh, almost a type of spiritual entertainment. Now, look, these things in themselves are not wrong. Um, it's just they are such a small portion of what spiritual breakthrough is that you can survey the Scripture and you will often find that the greatest revivals are happening when it seems like the church is struggling, when it seems like the church is having the kind of demonstrations that gives an individual a testimony but does not satisfy a critic. Read the book of Acts. The miracles happen, but never stop the riots. Not once does a miracle happen in a manner where the civil authorities come down and side with the Christians and tell the critics to be silent. That never happens. That's not how God chooses to work. God will not work in a way that allows you to lay down your faith and stand in some type of mystic certainty. That is not how God will work. He will work powerfully and mightily, but always in a way where your faith stands as a testimony to hell that you have chosen to love him, to serve him. He has not tricked you. I say he, I mean God has not tricked you. He's not manipulated you. You have chosen faith as a way to look heavenward and say, I love you. I'm committed to you. So I love the dramatic. I do. I enjoy it. Uh, I love the powerful. It soothes me just like it soothes you. I love religious experience, but we must be true to the biblical uh, example shown to us. Yes, occasionally there's a service where everybody thinks you're drunk, you're so falling out with the Spirit. But in the New Testament, that happens once. <laughs> now, so if you have an idea that every time the New Testament church is getting together, they're just falling out, camp meeting style, uh, you're, not, you're not a very diligent Bible student. Yes, that can happen. But spiritual maturity and spiritual breakthrough is so much more than that. 
And so I want us to have, if the Lord will help us, if the Lord will help me, I want to have a, a spiritually mature and spiritually biblical, uh, spiritually biblical, a biblical and spiritually mature uh, view of what the next level looks like for for me. So what we would like, as I mentioned, is uh, the demonstration of, of, of God in kind of a dramatic way or a powerful way or mighty authority. That's what we would like. Um, we rarely think of wisdom as a spiritual breakthrough, but wisdom is one of the gifts of the Spirit. We rarely think of knowledge as a spiritual breakthrough, getting to the next level but it's one of the gifts of the Spirit. We never think of discipline of self, long-suffering, patient, kindness, a kind heart. We don't think of that as spiritual breakthrough. But those things are manifest in the gifts of the Spirit. All of these things. Um, we, 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 we are comfortable with something like prophecy. But there's, there's a breadth and a depth to spiritual breakthrough that we must perceive or we will always be mildly disappointed because we did not get enough of the signs like manna falling from heaven. And so um, I want to just use as an example to a, mature, uh, a sense of how we, how we need to have a mature sense of uh, what spiritual breakthrough is. I want to point out this truth that the healthiest relationships are not built upon um, emotional highs. Um, they're built upon commitment. Um, yes, there is, uh, with uh, falling in love, there is this emotional component. Let's call it, you know, the power of the crush, um, where you're just besotted with somebody. But uh, if that is what you think love is, you, you're, you're, you're always going uh, to be stuck looking for the new, chasing after the strange, the different, the other. Because that stage of love serves as an attractant, but it's not made for the long distance journey. You need to add to that. You need to add commitment. You need to add consecration. You need to add, here's an idea, covenant. And so the strongest relationships in the human story are, are not built on emotional highs. In, the, in like manner, our, our relationship with God should not be built on highs. We should have highs enjoy highs, touch heavenly places, sit together in heavenly places. But that can't be the foundation of your relationship with God. As if to say, you know, as long as I'm having a good time, I'm here. But the moment I'm bored, I'm out of here. A lot of people serve, have tried to serve the Lord that way, and it uh, unfortunately does not work. So let's look for some spiritual, uh, spiritually mature ways of pursuing or understanding Breakthrough. What would my next level look like from a spiritually mature place? Well, let me give you a few things that may surprise you, but are very much signs of spiritual breakthrough. Number one, if you have an increasing hunger for the Word of God, it is a spiritual breakthrough in your life. If you are desiring to know Him, to understand, to learn, if you're going through a season of passion, as it were, to eat the whole loaf, as the prophet in the Bible was told to eat the whole loaf. If you're going through that, that can be a spiritual next level for you because you are given an opportunity having awoken 
to a passion for the Word of God, you're able, you're able to take a step of spiritual maturity where you, you fear God and not men. Why? Because you're taking this step onto biblical foundations. You're able to see more than just kind of the outside of the cup, which is easy to clean. You're able to perceive the need to have the inside of the cup, the cup clean also. So a passion and a longing for the word of God can absolutely be the expression of a spiritual breakthrough. It can be your next level. Uh, the second thing that I, I want you to think of as terms of, in terms of a spiritual breakthrough or in terms of your next level spiritually, and that is um, sinning less. Uh, what do I mean by that? You, you feel in your heart less of a desire for the things of this world. That is absolutely a spiritual breakthrough in your life because it's not simply deliverance, it's transformation. Now, if you serve the Lord very long, you'll start to th- learn the difference between deliverance and transformation. Deliverance is you out of Egypt. Transformation is Egypt out of you. Now, a lot of our church is focused on uh, this kind of an effort. A lot of what we do in fellowships and Bible studies, the freedom uh, ministry that we have, uh, small groups, um, all these things that we do, uh, that they're continuing because we're not just trying to come up with a list of I don't do that anymore. We're trying to have spiritual transformation where we say, I just don't want those things. I don't desire those things. Um, I'm not saying you get where there is no temptation. Um, I think temptation is part of the human experience. And in some ways, choosing against temptation is a certain kind of statement of faith. I don't believe in the values of this world. I believe in the values of the next world. It's like a statement of faith. Uh, in your life. But your temptations do change. I think the younger you are, the more uh, driven you are by lusts, and the older you are, the more driven you are by pride. <laughs> and I think, I don't think we ever get to a point where there is no temptation. However, I do believe that you can take a step beyond freedom and actually have a transformed heart where some of the battles that once tripped you up. You're not, you're, you're just not struggling with them anymore. You have been transformed. You are taking on the image of, of, of Jesus Christ. You have been in some way victorious over something. Yes, you had been set free, but now you've even lost the desire for it. First, you had the power to say no. Now, You've had victory and you, you, you don't have the temptation of it in your life in the same manner. You have been transformed. That can be absolutely spiritual breakthrough. That can be spiritual next level in your life. The third thing I want you to think about is um, let's think in terms of, of being awoken to connections in our life. This, I believe, is the first step of ministry effectiveness. Um, when God allows you to begin to see the people in your life through his eyes. Your relationships with them are no longer uh, quid pro quo, where if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you, or if you help me, I help you. You are now missional. And this can feel like building closer connections in in your life. I, I realized this week um, when I was thinking about this Bible study, um, the fastest prayer that I have ever had answered that I can remember in terms of, of ministry growth 
um, is when I awoken in a season in my life, I had, I had, I had been, you know, I've grown up in the church, worked in as a volunteer and everywhere there was to work, uh, gone to uh, religious school, got my degree in, 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 in the pursuit of that, became an evangelist, uh, finally came from after nearly a decade of that, uh, came into uh, our community here at First Church uh, as part of the pastoral staff. And really for the first time in my life, I dealt with people. And I caught myself, uh, I don't know how to say this where I don't look bad, so let me just trust you and I'll make myself look bad and you can talk bad about me later. But I caught myself judging people's decisions. Um, and if I thought they had, they had done their best and made pretty good decisions, then it's like I, I approved of them enough to have affection for them. But if, they th- if I thought they were particularly prone to a set of dumb decisions, it's almost like I, I just I was disgusted, and it's like I just wanted to shake my head and like, what are you going to do? You know, you can't fix stupid, all that stuff. And what I realized is I was reviewing their effort with the spirit of the elder brother, not with the spirit of a good good father. See, we want to be transformed into the heart of God, not into the heart of the elder brother. You understand what I'm saying? And I, so I realized that a parent has a very different review on the efforts of a child they love than a sibling does to a sibling they kind of love. <laughs> it's very different. Uh, as a parent now, I can see my little people, um, and they, they can make a mess. Oh, my word. We can work all day to clean the house. And then they can decide to have a stuffed animal convention, and then they're going to have uh, build a rock with a fort with rocks, and then they can go get all their piggy banks and have. Get, we worked all day to clean this house. I come downstairs, and it's a disaster, or more precisely, a jadaster. Now, if that, what's the difference in the parent? The parent may be disgusted and even irritated, but the parent, they still have this kind of edge of affection. It's kind of like, oh, I could kill them, but they are stinking cute. (laughs) Okay, that's not what the elder brother does. The elder brother has no affection. The elder brother has contempt. He just won't even make eye contact. You disgust me. That's what his body language says. And so I caught myself falling into the spirit of the, other bro- of the elder brother, reviewing people's decisions. I, the first thing I did is I began to repent, and um, then I'd slip back into it. And then I realized that if I did not make it part of my daily prayer, that I would not be, I, I, was, I, I was missing something that was structural in this process within me of, of pride and arrogance that worked within me. And I made it part of my daily prayer. Every day I prayed, God, teach me to love people the way you love them. Not if I think they're worthy of it, but teach me to love them the way you love them. And it, there was a transformation that I experienced as, as a pastor that was so fast and so strong. Uh, I felt like that was the fastest prayer um, that once I set my heart to it and I submitted myself, it, was all, it seemed like it was like a week of praying every day. And I could look at even the biggest messes and I could see them as, as, as someone who was, they, they were trying to, you know, it wasn't, they were trying. I, I was able to see them with affection. And yeah, it doesn't look like it, but they actually were trying to make sense of their world. 
And God did a, 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 for me, in that moment, that was a real-world spiritual breakthrough. You see, I took a step to my next ministry level the moment I was able to have the heart of God influence the stony heart of flesh and His spiritual transformation work uh, within me. Your next spiritual level could very much be founded in connection to the people God has placed you to minister to. All right, a couple more things very quickly and I'll wrap up. Um, A spiritual breakthrough, your next spiritual level could very much be a kind of surprising and inexplicable joy. Your life may be filled with chaos, but God has done something in you and through you and for you and you, you just all of a sudden find an abiding peace. Here's the thing. That abiding peace that you are surprised by is spiritual testimony. Read you some New Testament. That faith in the face of trouble, confidence in the face of death, hope when surrounded by despair, that is apostolic testimony. That is just as much apostolic testimony as if we had a tent revival and 19 people fell out. I would like to do both, (laughs) but I want you to see we must have a sense of what the next spiritual level in our life could look like because I think God wants to take us to the next spiritual level. I think He has stirred us intentionally. He has awoken us intentionally with a passion for touching what is next. I, I know it feels like we're shut up in our homes and not as bad as we were a couple months back, but it's still far from where we would like it to be. We cannot just take a, a knee and not and stop pushing in the midst of circumstances. We have to pursue what is next. The last thing I want to tell you, uh, mention to you, that could be a, a spiritual breakthrough in your life, uh, is whenever you find yourself um, kind of with a burst of energy that you would like to do something for God. Whenever it's as though you just seem, you just have this. This, this, this rain of creativity, you don't know where it come from, but you just had this burst of creativity and energy and you want to do something for God. That is exactly what spiritual next level could feel like in your life. The Lord may have opened your eyes. The Lord may have gotten you to a place of preparation where you're able to see. And now what you are filling as ideas and you are filling as creativity and you are filling as a type of ministry passion, it might be heaven's way of saying, you know, you've been in process and now it's time. You've been preparing and now's the moment. You've been praying, you've been waiting, now go forth in victory. All of these things I've mentioned are spiritual level changes. All of them are when an individual is able to take that step from process to purpose, Um, you know, from from deliverance to transformation. Um, I believe that the Lord is seeking people in this hour who will call upon Him, seek His face. I believe He's looking for church in this hour that will pursue the, the anointing of God, the power of God, and will seek ask and knock. We want to be that church. I want you to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. Lord Jesus, we're praying for your help. We're praying for your anointing. We're praying for your divine hand to be placed on everything that we are trying to do at First Church. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast 
and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.